All right, let's do a quick intro and then we can get started. So I'll start. Uh, I'm familiar cow with Nine Realms. I do communications and narrative work for Nine Realms, including Twitter Spaces and whatnot. Hey everyone, I'm Eridanis. I'm protocol engineer with Nine Realms, working on Thorchain. Also, um, trying to help out with uh, Dex integrations into Thorchain. Oh, very nice to meet you guys. Uh, I'm Saskia, the CEO of Rango Exchange, which I'm here to answer all the questions that can help everyone uh, understand or get familiar with the uh, multi-chain ecosystem, especially about Thorchain and how aggregation or interfaces uh, on top of Thorchain may work and can help the DeFi users understand the question. Awesome. So, uh, so Rango, I'd love to hear a little bit more about Rango Exchange because I, like, I, personally, I didn't hear about it until uh, ThorChain was implemented as an aggregator on your guys' systems. Uh, so would you be able to tell us a little bit about uh, what Rango Exchange is and what kind of features it offers for its users? Sure. Uh, to be honest, the initial idea behind Rango was about Sorchain. I mean, the Sorchain is the core of Rango's uh, initial version. Back then, like eight months ago when we started, Sorchain uh, was a great product back then, and it supported lots of uh, great blockchains. But what we believe that is lacking in Sorchain is that uh, you cannot access lots of tokens. You don't have yet access to lots of blockchains such as BSC, Terra. Back then, the Terra was not supported. Also, the Cosmos or Solana ecosystem, all of them were uh, unreachable by Sorchain. So we decided to somehow expand the Sorchain capa capabilities into new blockchains. Uh, the initial version of Rango supported like Sorchain and OneInch and TerraBridge. So users could easily sign multiple transactions using Sorchain combined with like um, Binance Bridge and TerraBridge to bridge the token from like native Bitcoin to native Luna. That was the initial idea. And we started with like five or six different blockchains back then. And we integrated like five or six services. And during this time, we expanded our service to lots of new areas. For example, right now, we support more than 30 different blockchains. And by our next update, uh, which will be available like in two weeks, we will support 43 different blockchains. And we has, have integrated like 25 different services, including Sorchain. Uh, and we support like eight or seven, seven or eight different wallets, which are more, most of them are multi-chains such as XDPI or Kepler or TrueStation. And that's the current status of Rango. The general idea is to make it much easier for DeFi users to use, to do cross-chain swapping. But uh, in, in the heart of the system, it's, Sword chain, but we have added lots of other services which can be chained uh, with Torchain to make a more complex swap possible. Uh, for the numbers, uh, we had we have recently reached 1.6 billion dollars of transaction volume. In most of it is in is in like last four months, and we like to reach like 10 billion dollars very soon in this or next quarter. With that's our target for now. And the general idea is to uh, make it possible for all the users to find the best route, the lowest speed, the easiest way to swap something from any chain to any other chain. It doesn't matter where you are or where you'd like to go. That's generally a short intro of how Rango does this thing, uh, what Rango is. 
Uh, so when, when was Rango founded? Did it always support ThorChain as an exchange, uh, like an, as an aggregator for your DEX aggregator? Uh, sorry, would you repeat? Sorry, uh, when was Rango founded and has it always supported ThorChain or did it start off as a, uh, a DEX aggregator and then you guys learned about ThorChain and then implemented it afterwards? Or was it always uh, made with ThorChain in mind with native cross-chain swaps, including yeah, UTXO chains, Bitcoin, for example. Uh, yeah, understood. Sorry, uh, as I mentioned, the, the source chain was the first thing that was integrated in, into the Rango. As I said, it's it wasn't about the first thing that came to our mind was not to build something like what it is today. It was just to expand source chain. So we started with source chain and added like something like Vanish to it to make users uh, it make it possible for users to swap for example native bitcoin to anything in ethereum using a searching transaction and a one inch one uh, but later as we got positive feedbacks about how amazing this this stuff works and how it's much easier compared to like swap, switching between two different uis we tried to make it possible to do something much more like complex for example Later, we added TerraBridge, we added Osmosis, and then users could like sign five or six transactions and change like Bitcoin to something in Ethereum, bridge it to like uh, Terra and IBC to Osmosis, and then, for example, IBC to something like Akash. So in general, the initial idea was just to expand Torchain, and later we expanded much further to make it possible to chain lots of different services, including SourceChain. But in general, we like to the SourceChain part because it's decentralized and non-custodial and service is in next level compared to lots of bridges. So uh, our main mission still is to support SourceChain as far as we can. For example, SourceChain brought up Terra integration recently, so contract to uh, reduce the number of that should be signed by users. In general, SourceChain is still a crucial part of our system but uh, users are it's possible for users to go through paths that not necessarily goes through searching yeah that was going to be some of my some of my questions right there uh is why why use Thorchain other than uh rather than another aggregator like there aren't really a lot of solutions out there right now for bridging especially when you're, when you're talking about bitcoin uh litecoin doge yeah, those are all supported on on Rango now, uh, like why use Thorchain for those additions of of tokens? Um, are, are there even other solutions out there? And uh, wh- like, why do you think that Thorchain brings the best solution to, uh, to to the market to the people who are actually trying to make swaps using Bitcoin? Uh, sure, Thorchain uh, has some like unique characteristics. I believe, as I mentioned, for example, you can easily swap native asset with a single transaction to another native asset that that's something that you cannot find easily in the market uh, if there are other solutions normally they are not decentralized enough they are not non-custodial they lack something uh, and that's the reason that searching is an ideal solution of course we, we may integrate lots of them in the future but still uh, i believe searching has something that's special in that area, which is interesting for us as well. So uh, that's the reason that we started with Sorchain and we're still sticking to Sorchain. And we believe even if Sorchain's liquidity gets deeper and deeper over time, there even maybe it's not needed for other solutions to be integrated. But uh, in, in general, it's uh, as we are an aggregator, 
we may integrate some of them and give the option to the users to use them via our own interface. But generally, searching is something that currently it's fully enough for us, for example, for user if you like to go from Bitcoin to anywhere else. But what searching lack, lacks right now, I believe, is the support of some popular blockchains, such as, for example, BSC is not supported. And there is something like RenBridge. If I'm not wrong, they can bridge the Bitcoin to RenBTC on BSC, and they can easily then swap it with one inch to something else. That's by user experience, it's much easier. But I believe that Sorchain will expand its uh, support to these sort of blockchains as well. So if, if that happens, again, Sorchain is much better and enough. But if it's not, we may integrate those solutions as well to make it easier for users for some specific queries that Sorchain doesn't support directly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, that, that's your guy's job as a DEX aggregator to bring in the best solutions for uh, you know, getting the best the best prices for um, for the swaps that are that users are trying to do, and also uh, you know, make sure users get their funds quickly, and also in the most secure way. And uh, you know, obviously, self custodial wallets is the is probably the biggest thing when it comes to uh, you know cross chain dexes. Um, that's that's really what gives users the ability to. Uh, you know, main, maintain custody over their own funds. So I think it's really important that you guys are out here, especially you know, using using Thorchain technology. But just as a uh, a multi chain exchange, uh, being able to take control of your own funds is extremely important. So uh, you know, you, you guys are doing great work on that front. Um, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go on. Sorry, I said. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just thank you guys. Um, so. So, how do you see the, uh, the the Dex market evolving? Do you think that Dexes are move are will move more towards multi chain in the future, or do you think that the future of current you know major Dexes like like Uniswap, for example, do you think they're always going to be single chain, or do you think that the future is like I mean, not not to be corny or anything, but do you think the future is multi chain, or uh, how do you where do you see the Dex market going? Uh, sure, uh, it's a good question. To be honest, uh, in, in general, uh, one of my personal initiatives to start Rango was that the DeFi is a hard thing. To be honest, when you use like Binance or KuCoin or other stuff, it, it's much easier, more familiar for users. And DeFi in general, even not cross-chain, is it, super hard. You should learn how to keep your secret, install a wallet, connect it, and do it in a non-custodial manner that's something that for example there are not lots of maybe educa educational material yet or not of high quality in the market uh, so the DeFi users in general are much uh, smaller community compared to the uh, non-DeFi ones and multi-chain is much harder it's a factor of 10 harder because there are like some bridges many of them are not that much decentralized or trustable there are like wraps assets that should be taken care of by security security wise and uh, these are i believe the main obstacles for the mass adoption so aside from the future that i personally believe that is multi-chain for sure uh, currently even in the uh, on-chain world it's not that much easy to leave with uniswap for every user there fee problems there the gas price is high there are like uh, when you like to go from a chain to another you should provide some fees and find how i should get bnb from somewhere else i should get so like rovan or osmo from anywhere these are the problems that is uh, 
uh, stop for the mass adoption. So I, I believe, first of all, what will change or evolve in the DeFi ecosystem is the user experience. The user experience search in itself is, an, a good, is a good example of how this thing is happening. You, you can easily swap it to a native asset on another blockchain. So you don't uh, need to care about any of this stuff. You will don't need, don't need any fee on the destination chain. You don't need, uh, for example, do multiple steps. And that's an example how, of how DeFi can, can evolve. Uh, other than that, there are like lots of bridges, messaging protocols, uh, cross-chain indexes, and which uh, user, it, it's misleading for user if they want for, to go from A to B. There are lots of options, for example. So like aggregators such as Rango are another thing that can be helpful. Users may not, may not need to think about all the options, may not need to care about the fear stuff or uh, all the problems and obstacles that exist for a complex cross-chain swap. Uh, these are a sample of how uh, this uh, ecosystem, the market is evolving. Another example about, as you mentioned about uh, Uniswap, I believe, for example, on SushiSwap case, they are they are going to have some sort of collaboration with something like Stargate or Layer Zero. I'm not sure which one of them makes sense in that case. Uh, to have some sort of cross-chain uh, decks because the Uniswap is deployed like in 20 different blockchains, but they are fully disconnected, so they are thinking of doing some sort of messaging between these protocols. That's another thing that can be very helpful in the future. I, I'm not sure uh, if, uh, like, when it happens, but I believe these sort of upgrades to the DeFi interface, to the DeFi user experience, is crucial uh, for it to survive, and it's happening uh, in many different products I see recently. And I believe that the uh, it will be the using the DeFi ecosystem is like 10x easier in two years, to be honest. Yeah. So, what do you think is going to change in the next two years that's going to make the experience that much easier? Do you think it's just user experience getting better as exchanges are evolving, uh, just having better UI and pointing people in the right direction? Or do you think that's more through education? Uh, I don't know whether Rango is doing any you know, types of education, marketing uh, to bring people into the, the DeFi space. But uh, I'm curious, um, you know, what, what signs to you uh, point towards the user experience getting better over the next two years? And I guess also, how do you think the user experience will evolve over the next two years? Uh, well, uh, there are different aspects for the educational stuff as users get, uh, get more users are got on board into the cross-chain ecosystem. There will be more contents on YouTube, everywhere else. And also products like SourChain or the ecosystem of SourChain create some educational stuff. Also, we are thinking of having a website, something like a blog for generating educational stuff for our people. That's one thing. The other thing is about the technology itself. For example, IBC, uh, it's a great technology for making interactive um, interoperability, it's hard to pronounce, sorry. Sorry, sorry what is uh, that? Is it a library? Uh, the IBC, IBC is something to that oh. makes it possible for like cross-chain in Cosmos. There are some efforts like Evmos, which uh, I don't know, maybe they in future they can become a bridge between like Ethereum ecosystem. Or there are lots of normal bridges that uh, make it easier for users. So over time, technology itself is helpful. It's not just about the user experience pure user experience. Other than that, the user experience itself is another factor. So in general, 
educational stuff, uh, technology, and the user experience uh, practices over time will make it much easier for users. I believe these three factors are the most important ones. So how do you think that uh, DEX could compete with uh, a centralized exchange going forward? Because really, I think, the I mean, you've said a couple of times that that's that's really where a bulk of the users who are into crypto are. But, you know, that's that's something that we might not see forever. So what kind of user experience changes need to happen to actually, you know, gain that popular adoption and to, to reach the masses with uh, with cross-chain DeFi being at the center of that. Where do you think is lacking right now that really needs improvement? Sure. Um, as a point as point of view of a very amateur user, if you look at the problem, then there are some obstacles. For example, I should provide fees. I should have multiple wallets. I should install Kepler. I should install Station or LibWallet. I should install uh, like MetaMask. And uh, that's not a problem. And also, I should sign multiple transactions. If one of them fails, what should I do? Where the money is gone? How long should it take, for example, for Seabridge to get me, give me the final token? These are the uh, b- very basic problems that uh, many of us in this meeting may not sense it very much because we, are, we have been in the DeFi ecosystem for a long time. Uh, these concepts are very easy for us to handle. But for a normal user, it's very much misleading and problematic. So uh, these problems over time get better and better because as I mentioned, for example, uh, before that, when I like to go from native Bitcoin to Terra, I needed to do like four different, use four different interfaces or three different interfaces at least. But with Sorge's new integration, it's just a single transaction. That's a very simple example of how much easier it can become with using the technology itself. And for the wallets, as another example, wallets, I believe, are in the core of this movement because, for example, XDeFi for now supports, can be a single wallet that you can use instead of MetaMask, instead of like Bitcoin, Bitcoin wallets or like TrustStation. All of them are integrated into a single wallet. So if I install XDeFi, I have access to all of them. And uh, some stuff like... Um, Locking my money in Anchor is easily possible in XDeFi. So that's another thing that may be useful. There are some sort of services in the market. It's uh, earning, lending, saving, etc. Swapping as well. Uh, that can happen inside a wallet. That That's a crucial thing, I believe. For example, one of our major uh, goals in Rango is to provide a very intuitive and easy API for all the cross-chain wallets to um, integrate swapping functionality into their own wallets. So, but the, the thing about wallet is that they can sign it on behalf of the user. So even if it's too hard to like sign five uh, transactions for a user, wallet can do it with just a simple permission. Uh, so that's something that, again, makes it very much easier. So to wrap it up, uh, I believe wallets are very important for the user experience side. Uh, also services such as SourChain, such as IBC and other stuff, make it, again, much easier for the users. Also, on the bridge side, there are some problems. I don't know how they can improve it, but bridging is a bit hard experience-wise because there are many times, at least we have experienced it, that, for example, multi-chain org or C-bridge could slow down not enough money or liquidity on the destination blockchains to pay to, pay to users, so users should somehow refund it or wait for the liquidity comeback. 
And this stuff uh, uh, make it really hard or confusing. And for a very amateur users, uh, user, it's very stressful because they don't know what's happening or where the money is gone. But in this uh, experience, in a centralized ex exchange, is much very much different. You always see what's happening. That's the difference. And I, I, as I said, I believe a part of it is solved by learning more and more. And another part is but just uh, becoming easier by aggregators, by cross-chain indexes, and other technologies. Also, messaging is another crucial thing that can happen to the ecosystem, such as Stargate. Staying on wallets for a second, I'm looking at all the supported wallets on Rango right now. You guys have MetaMask, XDeFi wallet, Kepler, TerraStation, Binance Chain wallet, Harmony One, and uh, Leap wallet. Is is there any uh, you know is there any wallets that uh, that that you really like personally, just from uh, ease of use and uh, standpoint, and you know, just just a, a wallet experience that you enjoy. Is there uh, you know any of these particular wallets that stand out to you? Sure. Uh, well, uh, I cannot say that there is a single wallet that solves everything right now, to be honest. But I believe that there should be one, and there will be one. XDeFi is somehow uh, closer to this ideal ideal situation, but. Uh, there are still some glitches. There are some bugs from time to time. But in general, I use them. Uh, it's okay for me, but I believe it's still hard for the normal users. Big, some some part of it is because the bugs or changes that happens. There were like sometimes in Rango that uh, XDeFi stopped working. And as we checked, there were some uh, breaking changes in the API. So the site couldn't, site couldn't connect anymore to the wallet. So in general, XDeFi... XDeFi's idea is very good, and the implementation is good enough. But I believe there are there is still a lot of room to improvement on that. Other than that, um, if you bind yourself to a specific ecosystem, for example, uh, to Ethereum, still MetaMask works. But again, you cannot see that much of cross-chain thing on MetaMask. You should change the network. There are like some sort of isolated blockchains, um, but on the other side, for example, Kepler is much better by experience that you can, a combination of Kepler and Osmosis or Kepler and SwiftChain uh, is very much better experience. You feel that the wallet is something cross-chain because there is a DEX that can easily connect these chains together uh, in a very fast and efficient manner. I'm right there with you on uh, on XCFi. Like I think it, it, it solves a lot of the, you know, the, the multi-chain uh, you know, wallet problem where, you know, you always hit the spot between wallets, but at the same time, there are like, there is like, you know, little things sometimes that like, even as an experienced user, it just kind of trips you up a little bit. And, you know, it, it doesn't always work in, in the way that you think it, it, it might. So, uh, you know, <laughs> multi-chain products are very difficult to, to ship out there just because of the, the sheer complexity of it all as, as obviously, uh, you guys know, as anyone that's involved with, with Dorchain knows, but um, yeah, the, the the wallet um, selection is is very interesting, and uh, you know, consolidating into one seems to be uh, you know the way that everything's going with that with dexes with with wallets. You know, the the multi chain future is just consolidation of multi chain of all you know a lot of different a lot of different chain. Um, you know, what wallets and dexes into into one thing like Rango is doing. So um when you guys implemented Doorchain, was there any 
uh, like what, what was your experience implementing ThorChain? Was that, um, was it, was it difficult? Was there any, any, you know, extreme problems that were, that were posed to you guys in doing that? What, what was the, uh, the ease in implementing ThorChain into Rango? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I can uh, like assess the integration as something not very easy, but not very hard. It's something like medium. Uh, because there are lots of different blockchains. There is EVM blockchain, which is quite different from something like Bitcoin. So you should know some more like con concepts compared to something like Seabridge or Uniswap because they're only on Ethereum. You should know how Ethereum works and how to integrate them easily. But Sorchin's case, uh, uh, I believe the balance between how powerful it is and how many different blockchains it brings to you versus how hard it's to integrate is uh, quite appealing to me, to be honest, because it's not very much hard, but uh, still maybe some documentations could be improved at least when we were integrating that. We mostly did some sort of like uh, reverse engineering to find out how it works. Uh, but in general, the integration was super easy, to be honest. That's a reason that we see the integration in lots of other products in the market like SourceWap or XDeFi as well. So uh, I I believe it's fully okay for everyone to easily integrate sourcing. Uh, and one thing about uh, Rango itself, I, I believe uh, when uh, as a product, when you are a DApp or a wallet that you like to integrate a cross-chain swap, it's still hard if you have already implemented sourcing, uh, then you should for any reason switch to something else or you you like to add another service um you should learn like do all this stuff that's needed and that's another um uh, initiative for us for the rango exchange because from the very beginning uh, we sought and we designed an api that hides this complexity from the developers that like to integrate cross-chain swaps into the ecosystem for example if you uh, right now integrate rango's api into your dApps and you just you can easily just turn on the searching uh, as the only source for the in Rango's API. And if you like to swap, switch to anything else, or add other services, it's just uh, passing a parameter. Everything else is for the integration is the same, and everything works very easily. So I I believe Rango is not somehow that much bad, or it, I mean it's much easier compared to like how many different blockchains you can integrate with just a few lines of code. That's a, one area that I think maybe it can help for our experience for Sorchain as well. But in general, Sorchain itself is much easier to integrate as well. Yeah, Eridanis, who's on the uh, on the speaker panel right now, he does a lot of the, uh, you know, he, he talks a lot of aggregators and, uh, you know, it does a lot of the work behind the scenes with aggregation. So I don't know if you wanted to, to comment on that at all. Yeah, I mean, improving documentation is something that we're we're actively working on, and um, you know, as as Rango's is kind of mentioning, it's you know, when you're dealing with multi-chain, you're dealing with EVM, you're dealing with UTXO chains, you're dealing with Cosmos-based chains that all have different wallet patterns, different gas patterns, transactions take different amount of time, so it's really about surfacing that to the user appropriately um and you know trying to abstract that away as much as possible i think is the challenge there it's ideally the the experience would be the same no matter what chain you're on um and that's kind of i i think what you're alluding to is is kind of abstracting away a lot of these experiences um and so that's what like you know we're 
trying to build out XChain.js, which is a cross-chain JavaScript library, and, and hoping to abstract away a lot of a lot of those uh, experiences as well. Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's that's what we're seeing as a challenge. And, and when we're talking to these DEXs, I think a lot of times they're hesitant to integrate ThorChain, uh, especially if they're only like EVM based, because they don't support UTXO wallet flows. They don't export, export uh, support those experiences yet, and it feels like a massive burden to them to like move into this multi-chain space because they're they're having to like build out those wallet con- connect flows, um, and they have to kind of deal with those different experiences and, and show them to the user. So I guess one question I would have is is what advice would you give uh, to a single chain DEX right now that is looking to move to more to the to the multi-chain world? Uh, to be honest, it's a tough question. Uh, I, I believe one thing, uh, if I'm a DApp developer or I'm a product that I like to choose sourcing, uh, one main problem for me is that normally products are in this way. They, they live in an ecosystem. For example, they are living in EVM ecosystem or they live in Cosmos ecosystem or Terra ecosystem. So in, in any cases, for example, the Ethereum case, it's not, if you are talking about cross-chain, they normally don't like to or they're not interested in like moving assets between Ethereum or and Bitcoin. They're interested in moving assets between Bitcoin, BSC, Polygon, IAVAX, etc. So one one problem I believe is that searching doesn't support these networks still. So by uh, maybe uh, when you like to approach a DApp, they are not norm. They, they you should know that the what ecosystem they are in. If they are in Ethereum, uh, you should just uh, propose them to implement the Ethereum f- side of searching. And by expanding your uh, accessibility to more Ethereum-based blockchains, you can easily attract them. That's one thing, uh, I believe, for the Terra ecosystem, that's the same. For example, people, um, when these products are in Terra, they normally uh, like to stay in Terra. The features that they need is very Terra-ish. Uh, so, um, again, searching may like something in that. Uh, so I believe that one uh, downside is that the sort of blockchains that you have chosen for now uh, is not maybe appropriate or uh, ideal for every use case. But by, but I believe when you add IBC, add more blockchains, that's fully resolved. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, we have the um, Atom integration underway and we have the AVAX integration underway as well. And, and hopefully that will... Um, Kind of make it a little bit more attractive for these DEXs to to integrate in in, in that way. Um, another question I had is so since you know crypto and these liquidity pools and Thorchain, these are all open services that anyone can access. Anyone can swap on Uniswap. Anyone can swap on Thorchain. Um, and it seems like Rango is kind of the first DEX aggregator that that has has such a wide expanse of liquidity pools available and you know you i think your exchange probably has the most routes available um, than any i've seen um i'm wondering you know since everything is open we have to imagine that more of these dexes are going to kind of catch up to you um and provide these routes to their users as multi-chain becomes more prevalent um what is like in your opinion the way that exchanges um can kind of keep your keep your edge as as since these liquidity pools are going to be available to anyone you know, maybe 10 or 12 DEXs will have the same routes as you. What What is a way that exchanges can kind of um, keep their edge and keep their user base and keep the volume? 
well, uh, what I personally think of uh, Rango is something like Vanish. For example, if you're talking about searching, I, I, I assume that you are something like Uniswap, but in a cross-chain world. And when I, I'm thinking of Rango, I'm the Vanish one. So we are some sort of like different products and there will be lots of one, new vanishes or new torchains. But what keeps the edge for uh, ourselves is that we can be the best vanish. We have the widest uh, and the broadest number of integrations, the most number of integrated blockchains, and the, also the quality of service, the first market mover, something like that for both of us are the advantages that we have. That's the same for SourceChain. You are implementing a very complex technology. That's not something that's easily done by other teams or products right now. And when you reach the market with the mainnet and you have the initial traction, so after that, there will be lots of copies. But normally, the original service, if it's good enough, it will remain the dominant one as well. That's how I see it. And other than that, for the... I personally, one of the uh, like uh, gross ideas that uh, I think of Rango is like integrating into the other DApps. For example, if any DApp or wallet likes to integrate any services, any DEXs, any bridges, any cross-chain DEXs, they can use it or integrate it via Rango because Rango provides lots of flexibilities over to the integration direct integration, such as, for example, we are developing some sort of smart contracts in Ethereum, so you can get fees or affiliate services or other stuff over all the Ethereum-based services, which the native services may not provide to you. And other than that, when you integrate something via Rango, you can easily switch them off or on, switch to another service, use the ones that you like. That's the other the sort of stuff that makes Rango in long-term appealing for people to use as the, as the primary choice of integrating a cross-chain solution. That's how I see it. And also, I, yeah, I really see cool. the same thing, similar ideas on torching as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. First mover advantage is, is huge in crypto. Um, so you mentioned your the, the routing API you had, which I think you can turn on and off different routes or different services, and it'll basically return... Uh, like the route between two different assets and it could maybe go through three or four different services or just one. Is that something that um, you are going to like make public or put behind a paywall or is that kind of just proprietary and, and private for, for your team at, at this point? Uh, well, to be honest, for now, it's private. As I said, again, uh, when I always I think about Rango, I think about Vonage. We are the same there. There is a closed source routing API. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, familiar account. I think that's all the questions I have right now. Yeah, I think we're getting rugged by Twitter a little bit. Oh, I don't sorry know about that. People up on stage. People that are not on stage can hear us. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just move on to the next question here. <laughs> let's see how things go. All right. Uh, so, Rango, um, are there any any metrics that you guys track? Like, uh, wh- like what kind of trends have you been seeing on Rango Exchange? Wait, uh, lately, like, do you keep track of certain certain pair? Um, okay, Chad just said he can hear. Okay, so okay, I guess things are fine. So, um, yeah, is there any certain like uh, pair, like trade uh, volumes that you keep that you keep track of? Uh, yeah, what what kind of data do you look at when you think of uh, Rango Rango Dex data? Uh, sure, there are tons of parameters or measurements. Uh... Many of them are like technical, 
many of them are like social. Uh, the easiest one to track is the volume or number of trades that is happening on Rango daily or monthly or over time. And uh, it indicates how users are engaged into the platform itself. But these numbers are normally tricky because you sometimes launch a new feature or have a competition or other stuff, which uh, um, get, makes the number very high. For example, our all-time high for a daily volume is something around $100 million. But it happened because we had a competition. It's not an indicator of how the overall system works. But other than that, we have some other soft metrics. For example, there are some UX feedbacks from users. There are ratio of swaps or successful swaps. For example, there are tons of very long swaps, like five or six steps in the um, uh, Rango. So we track how many of them. How many, in how many cases users achieve the final goal or in which steps they are normally failing or it's harder, for example, sometimes there some bugs happens, a bridge in Ethereum for any reason can be slowed down or be down for a few hours or during some cases, for example, Terra Bridge was down two days ago for like more than 24 hours or something like that. So these are other parameters that we normally try to track and find out about these services. Uh, so to disable them or giving some hints to users or other stuff. Also, we like uh, on future we like to have the number of D apps that integrate us as a parameter as a KPI for ourselves. To how attractive the API or how easy it uh, it is to integrate. And other than that, there are social media engagements. Uh, it's not very much maybe very relevant or direct to your question, but it's still a sign of how uh, we are doing or how we are nailing the problem, how users, if users are happy, they say, okay, I used it, I use it every day. Uh, there is no other solutions like that. Or if something is bad, you see feedback like, okay, my money got stuck. Or even in some cases, they say the money is stolen or something like that because just the bridge is not giving them money very quickly. And these are uh, tons of like, uh, both like quantitative and qualitative parameters that we check every day. And where, uh, where do you see, so where do you think Rango can go in the future? Um, what improvements do you think that um, you'd like to make and see with Rango? And I guess even just like generally in the whole cross-chain space, so where do you, where do you see uh, this going and where do you want to take Rango? Uh, yeah. Uh, we have recently revamped the roadmap as we have previously we were going to add lots of new blockchains such as Polkadot in this uh, quarter but we delayed them somehow because we believe that despite the fact that we are one of to be honest best uh, user experience right now for this cross chain swapping and especially chaining different services but still there are lots of areas that can be improved for example we are right now instead of adding new blockchains we are working on some sort of smart contracts which can uh, aggregate two steps into a single one we are we will, we will very like to use sort chains aggregator contract zero aggregation contract and also multi chain is working on something something similar so we like to integrate all of them so a three-step swap can easily be compacted into a single um, signing and everything works. Uh, after that, that's a huge improvement, I believe, to the platform itself, to the user experience. Uh, other than that, there are 
different scenarios when you integrate, for example, SourChain, there are some problems sometimes. For example, SourChain's Ethereum is down, so you should get the feedback as fast as possible and disable the route. The, uh, the same case happens for all the other services. And if you integrate like 30 different services, you have something every day. So we have developed lots of codes to find out, for example, if any swap has failed somehow, despite the fact that the API is uh, giving us success. So we show some like uh, automatic contents for the to users to how to reclaim their money or other stuff. Uh, so in general, I can say that we are working on aggregator contracts. We are working uh, both our, our own aggregators and the aggregators of Sorchain and Seabridge. And also we are working on better diagnosis for the users. Um, the, maybe even in many cases, better prediction for if a bridge is going to fail or there is a high chance of failure by checking the liquidity, the queue of uh, requests that are there or other stuff that can be helpful. Or there are some like pages uh, somewhere in Osmosis that shows the IBC traffic. So again, that's another thing. In some cases, we can, instead of sending user to the, through the IBC channel, and the money gets stuck for three hours, that's not the desirable um, behavior. Instead, we can just disable the route and say that it's right now it's crowded, so better to like wait for it to uh, cool down. These are the stuff that we are currently working. All of them are somehow the UX improvements, bar, but all of them are technical more than yeah, like UI or other stuff. And that's uh, in the short terms. And uh, for the long term, uh, as I mentioned, we like to provide a very clean and easy to use API for everyone that likes to integrate anything into their system. They, they can do it via Rango, very much easier and more flexible. Cool. Uh, I'd like to get some people up here to ask questions. I'm sure a lot of people have questions for Rango Exchange, so I'll be accepting some requests to come up on stage. Uh, so if anyone wants to hit the, the button in the bottom left to come up here and ask some questions, I'll just ask one more um, while, while people hit the button to come up. Um, so yeah, my question is about um, the monetization of, of Rango. Do you guys uh, like how how does uh, you know Rango function as a business? Is it through affiliate fees, through uh, through through the trades? Is it is it like your your own fees that you um, put on with the aggregator? I'm I'm just curious about Rango's model because I think I saw that you guys were doing a, an IDO soon. So I don't know if you wanted to. Uh, talk about that at all? Uh, sure. Uh, the the monetiz monetization is mostly from the fees and the affiliate, as you mentioned. Uh, and as I mentioned, again, there are lots of services that do not support it. Uh, uh, so we are developing our own smart contracts to make it possible for every service to get ch be charged. And other than that, currently the service is mostly free. We only charge fees for the users that are invited to Rango by another affiliate user. So we share some sort of fees together between the platform and those uh, influencers or users that invite their friends or families. But uh, later in future, we will enable uh, the, this feature, the affiliation feature on all the different services. F firstly, it's for our own DApp or UI, but other than that, it's an, a problem or a requirement for other DApps that like to have cross-chain functionality into their services. They cannot charge fees as well. So if they use Rango, they can use the same mechanism to charge fees and we will, we will also get some shares from them as the source of revenue. 
other than that, uh, we are working on uh, some amazing stuff. For example, we are working on a Terra aggregator similar to one inch on Ethereum. We are developing an aggregator smart contract very much similar to one inch in Terra. So for very big, like huge uh, swaps on Astroport or uh, Terra swap, there will be a arbitrage opportunity. We'll like to get it by our, our own smart contract and share the revenue again platform and the user that did the swap so it makes more sense for the users instead of using like astroport or trust directly use it uh, use rango uh, use them via rango and get the arbitrage for himself or herself that's another thing that um, i believe is a huge thing that can bring a very good revenue there are transactions single transactions that maybe create like four or five thousand thousand dollars of arbitrage which is a very great number uh, other than a UI that users can swap, uh, we like the infrastructure service. We uh, we have our own UI, but that's somewhere that users can build the best implementation of use uh, Rango's API. But uh, mostly, we like to be an infrastructure services for other blockchain, for other services, for other DApps or wallets, and we expect to have a much uh, more traffic from those sources uh, compared to our own UI. So those are the sources of the fees and updates that come to the platform. And for the IDO, yeah, as, I, as you mentioned, we will have the IDO in early May. Uh, the details will, will be announced in a few days. And um, the tokenomics is, uh, will be, is already available on our website, but we will add more descriptions, more details for how the token works and how the um, tokenomics stuff are. In general, you can use the token for governance for getting fee discounts on the platform itself and also there will be some buyback and burn uh, mechanism later so most of the earned fees and affiliation will go uh, will be used for burning the token itself to like increase the value and make it more appealing for users to keep the token for the long term sweet thank you uh does anyone want to come up and ask questions for rango exchange sorry i didn't get any requests in the meantime i didn't understand sorry i'm just waiting to see if uh, anyone would like to come up and ask some questions chad barriford is coming up not sure hey chad hey chad you there hey how's it going okay so i got my question hey i got my question for you um with the dex aggregation feature that the core team is working on to make it easier to integrate torchain into other dexes does that change rango at all and are you guys is that going to change the structure of how you are you facilitate trading and swaps, or are you going to be largely the same design and architecture after that? Uh, in, uh, in general, we, as I mentioned, Torchain is a core technology in Durango and for multiple reasons. Uh, and we, uh, we always like to add all the features that Torchain brings to the users because they are very fundamental. For example, we have added Terra uh, very soon, as soon as possible, when Torchain enabled them. We are going working on synthetics as well. And we are looking forward for the aggregator as well. We we currently are mostly busy with the IDO stuff, but after that we are revamping our uh, routing, uh, something like routing version two will be released that supports support this sort of aggregation contracts, which makes the transactions much easier for the users. So uh, we are, uh, I can say that that's of the highest priority in Rango to integrate all these aggregator features from services such as SourChain, SeaBridge, or multi or into Rango. 
uh, and I believe that's the most important UX improvement that we will do in near future. Is there anything that the the Thorchain Dex doesn't have that you wish it had that would make um, you know your job easier? Mm, yeah, uh, I believe uh, supporting more blockchains and more technologies, uh, for example, the IBC that you're working already on, is a great thing. And we are always looking forward to to these expansions of Thorchain because Thorchain in general is much easier compared to lots of bridges or uh, non or custodial services or send less decentralized, I can say, services. So, in in general, expanding Thorchain into more blockchains is something that I personally like to see, and I personally like to use Rango because uh, that makes the user's life much easier. Specifically, because of the aggregator contract, when you uh, hit a new blockchain using the new blockchain capability and the aggregator contract, uh, there will be a very huge enhancement on user experience, I believe. So that's the most important thing that I'm missing in sourcing right now. The number of chains that are supported, which will be for sure fixed in the future. Cool. Good answers. Thank you. Cool. Is there anyone in the audience that would like to come up on stage and ask some questions for Rango Exchange? Door swap, perhaps? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Hey, what's up, Impossible Hunter? Um, then may I ask a question myself? <laughs> There's no. Oh yeah, sorry, go for it. Yeah, mm, sure, uh, uh, no problem at all. Uh, I believe one thing that we are not maybe doing very well uh, is that not many people on Sorchain ecosystem know us. To be honest, we are very much popular on like Terra ecosystem. Lots of people use us, and we are also popular in Harmony or other places. But Sorchain as is somehow our home, uh, our starting point is we are not very much popular in there, or I, I don't see that that much traffic of Torchain in our system. So what's missing Rango that uh, maybe is, is preventing users in Torchain to use us as the primary interface? How can we improve it? I don't know if you can uh, somehow elaborate on that or that. What do you think, Aridonis? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I think in, in some ways it's almost good that Rango isn't like a Thorchain focused DEX. I mean, you, your your exchange, your aggregator is trying to go across every blockchain, every asset to any, to any asset. Um, so almost like it's a, it's a good thing that you're seeing the love from Terra and Harmony and these these other L ones. Um, I mean, if you look at ex- exchanges like ThorSwap, you know they have on their homepage like stats about Thorchain. Thorchain volume, you know, number of nodes, incentive pendulum, and it's very Thorchain focused. All the branding is is, is Thorchain focused, but Rango is, is trying to be a lot, you know, way more generic and and uh, and in some ways, I almost think it's a good thing because your your upside potential in these different communities is 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 larger. You know, you could almost say that um, other Thorchain focused DEXs have their their upside is right now limited because their their most of their love is coming from Thorchain community itself. And and you know the mission of Thorchain is always to be this anonymous backend where people aren't really even aware that um, that you're using Thorchain. And I think that's the the future we're, we're we're heading towards. And I think Rango Exchange is a perfect example of of uh, a DEX that's pushing that vision forward where. I mean, you know that you're using Thorchain because you show it in the route, but other than that, it's like you, you might not even look at that. You might not even be aware. Um, and so, I mean, I guess one one thing you could potentially do is, is just kind of just show volume across Thorchain itself or volume across all of the services that you, you provide. Um, maybe show the, the Thorchain pools that are available or, 
you know, and this, and this applies to any service that you might connect is showing the different pools available for each service, showing the different activity on each service. Um, and, and yeah, and potentially, I don't, I don't know if you have uh, synth- synthetic assets uh, integrated uh, for, for ThorChain. Is that something you guys have integrated or, or planning on integrating? Uh, we're working on it. Not, yeah. Recently, we've been very busy with the IDEO. That's why it has been a bit late, but yeah. Uh, well yeah. noted. Thank you for the yeah yeah cool. And I think the other thing is like potentially providing a way for you your users to to pool uh, to provide liquidity into the Thorchain liquidity pools in, in order to earn yield. I know I think you're mostly focusing on swaps right now, but and obviously that would be a huge undertaking. But providing a way for for your users to earn yield on Thorchain could could be a way as well. Yeah, to add on to that, um, yeah, I didn't even know that Rango was built with ThorChain in mind from the start until uh, the start of this call. And, and that's not because, you know, I, I mean, I, I pay attention to what's going on in the ThorChain space. I, I just didn't know that it was built with ThorChain from the very beginning. So I think, uh, you know, th- thank you guys for coming on here and, and clearing that up because, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know it was so so co- closely entwined with, uh, you know, what's being built on, on ThorChain. Uh, I thought I thought it was more of a you know aggregator that then started using uh, Thorchain for its you know for its aggregation, which which made complete sense to me. But it is really cool to learn that you guys are like a core part of the the, the Thorchain story here with the aggregation. And um, I think I think coming on to this kind of stuff, and you know, whenever you guys need uh, community support, you know, the Thorchain community will be here for you guys because uh, you know you guys you guys are actually. Um, doing what what we're always just talking about in using thorchain to power the the cross-chain swaps in your guys backend like fundamentally that's what thorchain is it's just the engine to power other infrastructure to, to, to power other services and apps like rango exchange and other uh other dexes and things so uh now that we know <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be here so thanks for the question. Um, sorry, can you hear me? I, I lost you for seconds. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. When you're on stage, there's like a lot of glitches and stuff. Everyone else can hear us fine, but it might cut out for you sometimes. Understood. Sorry for the way that. it is. I mean, yeah, Twitter sucks. Uh, understood. Thank you very much for all the hints. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a problem because we are um, not, at least uh, on the user experience or on the our own UI, and not very much focused on sourcing. But to be honest, as I mentioned. We are a huge fan of sourcing, and the core system is on based on sourcing. I would like to expand everywhere that sourcing expands. So that's maybe an obstacle. And for the synthetics and uh, aggregator contract as well, we are working on it, and it's available for synthetics. It's already available for the aggregator as well. We will start working, and we'll have something maybe even in quarter. So I hope that that will be helpful for the community too come to Rango and use us as the main source of swapping, maybe, somehow. And uh, to be clear, I, I think it's a big strength that you guys are not ThorChain branded because, uh, you know, the, the, the goal is in, in the ThorChain ecosystem to have everything be just like, you know, the Thor, ThorTrader.com or, or something like that to do your cross-chain swaps. I think it's great that, um, you know, you guys are doing your own thing. You know, you're your own, your own brand, your own aggregator. You built you built your own connections and now you're just, you're just tapping it. We're just another liquidity source. You guys are 
are, are tapping into. So, all right, let's let's get to uh, impossible hunters questions. Sorry, the wait there. Hey, uh, no problem. Um, so, yeah, Rango Exchange, I've been using you guys pretty much since the beginning. It's been pretty great. Just wanted to say uh, thanks and props to props to you guys. Uh, a couple just general questions. One, just kind of trying to understand maybe like the dev team, how many people are working on your project. And second question is, I know you guys are kind of unique in this aspect of what you're doing, but who would you say is your biggest competitor right now? Sorry, guys, if you have some problem, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, my colleague just disconnected and uh, he will join uh, in a second. Sorry about that. I just invited him back up. Twitter space is just terrible, man. <laughs> There's just like nonstop problems every week. <laughs> Oh, now they both left. <laughs> oh, jeez. Should be connecting right now. Or not. It, it, it was connecting. There was a spinning wheel. Every time he tries to connect, it just stops. Oh, man. Sorry, bear with us here. There we go. Hey, Rango. Uh, okay, sorry for the problem. Uh, I was just waiting for you to accept that. And also my internet got disconnected. I just changed the provider. So would you please ask a question again? Because I lost the whole, the convers the whole conversation. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say props. I've been using you guys since the beginning, and I really do like your service so far. I just want to get a, a bit broader range of kind of what you guys are doing, or I mean, more so how many people are working on your project. And question number two is, who do you think is your biggest competitor right now in the space? Uh, sure. Thanks for the compliment, first of all. And we are glad that you're still happy with the product and other than that the team we started as three people like eight months ago but right now we are something around 14 we are going to expand to something like 25 to 30 people in next six to seven months because we have integrated lots of services are and we are going to uh, integrate many more so they need lots of maintenance they have like version changes other stuff that needs a lot of uh, development efforts uh, uh Sorry, I lost it again. Can you hear me now? Yep, we can still hear you. Okay, okay. and would you please ask the, your second question? I just forgot it. Do you think, uh, who are your biggest oh, competitors yeah. right yeah. now? Ver, uh, well, to be honest, there are lots of competitors. Uh, many of them are indirect competitors, such as uh, even you can think of like Uniswap as a competitor because people can use them directly instead of using it via Rango, but to be more exact or more direct, there are something like Lee Finance, XY Finance, or Rubik Exchange, and other uh, projects that try to do the same thing. Uh, they are, uh, in some cases, similar, but most of them support like Ethereum-based blockchains and not much further than that. The volume or the number of users are much lower, to be honest. So these are the very direct competitors, but. In the indirect case, case, all the bridges or DEXs can somehow be our rivals. To follow up on that, um, what do you guys think you do a lot better than all of the other competition? Where, where do you think Rango really sets itself apart from all the other aggregators and exchanges? And, uh, you know, even going all the way to compare to the, the centralized exchanges, how do you think Rango stacks up? Um, sure. Well, uh, one thing that normally is very important when you start developing a product is the vision that you have. We started with a question mindset and we didn't limit ourselves to any specific sort of blockchains. We didn't limit ourselves to Ethereum. We didn't limit to UTXOs. Uh, that's uh, a shell for other products, similar products, because they are normally limited 
to a specific sort of blockchain. So when they like to add it, add a new thing to upgrade their APIs, to like give the service to other products, they will face new problems that we were solving from the first day. That's one thing. The other thing is that normally we are much faster and more efficient in development. Uh, that's some proof by history. So we normally have lots of more services, more blockchains, and more stuff to present to the users. That that's one thing that we normally are much faster. There are lots of like uh, most of them are basically EVM-based blockchains. They just integrate MetaMask or Wallet Connect. They just support few popular Ethereum-based blockchains, but we have expanded it to uh, UTXOs. We have expanded to like Solana. It will be released in like a few days or a few weeks from now. It, we also have Terra uh, and Cosmos blockchains. These are things that can normal can't be normally and easily be integrated in a well-established product without thinking from the first day. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Is there anyone else that would like to come up and ask some questions for Ranga or Impossible or Aridonis if you have any more? If someone uh, requests it. Yeah, if I, could, if I could jump back in, actually. Yep. Um, so, Ringo, I haven't had a chance to delve deep into uh, your tokenomics, but maybe just like a high level, what will your Rango token be used for? Is it going to be just like a typical government's governance and kind of fee discount, or is there going to be anything else? Um, well, for now, the tokenomics uh, includes the so in the normal use cases, uh, as you said, we're uh, using it for governance and uh, fee discount. And also there will be a fee service later. Which Sorry, can you hear me? We have some conflicts. Hey, can you, can you mute your mic, please, while Rango speaks? Uh, okay. Uh, and there is also a fee service, which is something unique to us. We like to somehow let the users uh, buy Rango and use it to get fees on all the other blockchains. If they need, that's another use case. And also, as I mentioned, we like to somehow uh, buy back the token and burn it, which uh, creates some sort of demands for the token. But in general, as I mentioned, we are, again, very much similar to OneInch. We will have also some facilities for like uh, uh, getting arbitrages that's for users and share, share the stuff with them. In English. Um, sorry. Sorry, I, I get that guy off. Sorry, you can keep going. Okay. And that's the general cases for the tokenomics. Uh, Blake. And, and also, sorry, and oh, one yeah, thing sorry. that I'd like to mention is that, uh, sorry, sorry, because I, I was just, I have some delays. Uh, we also may be thinking of NFTs and other stuff, we, which will be somehow related to the token. That's another idea that we're thinking, but uh, there is not something else for now, so I cannot guarantee that, but that's another stuff. Uh, I, we had a good experience. We had a good uh, campaign. I, I'm pretty sure maybe you have seen the batch competition. It was a huge success for us because uh, maybe somehow the campaign is related to some earlier questions. You said that uh, how we can educate people. That was an educational campaign, campaign first of all, because there were there were lots of missions, there were lots of actions that users should do to collect different badges and get the scores to go higher on the leaderboard for the airdrop. That was the simple idea, but the badges were designed very good, and people liked it, so they started using and tried tried to hunt all the badges. That was something that uh, helped users understand how cross chain works, how they can install Kepler, they can get. 
something uh, from Ethereum to like uh, Akash or etc. That was something that was very good. We like to um, repeat the same experience with NFTs, maybe. Uh, so the tokens can be somehow uh, you be used as a play to earn model. Blakey? Yep. Hey, can you guys hear me? What's up, man? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, just a quick question. As just from a security standpoint, I would imagine there's some additional kind of vulnerabilities you guys are subject to, just supporting, uh, you know, various you know multi chains. Um, just wondering if that's true. I, I guess, and you know, like how how do you get comfortable with that? Um, you know, th th that additional risk there. Sure. Uh, first of all, uh, our current version does not uh, have any sort of smart contracts or liquidity of our own. So uh, we are not subject of or target of lots of attacks because there is no liquidity here or there is no smart contracts to be hacked. We are we fully rely on other smart contracts of like, for example, Sorchin or other services. So we don't pose any sort of extra risks compared to them. We are just as you can think of us like uh, the front end of these solutions. For example, we do the exact same thing that, for example, Seabridge UI does. We don't do anything uh, other than that. But in future, we will have our own smart contracts, maybe in one or two months. And those smart contracts, again, do not uh, own any sort of liquidities, but there will be lots of interactions between these contracts and other contracts. So we will have lots of security audits and uh, other measurements that is required before releasing. But in ge generally, up until now, there was not much of security risks because we didn't own anything of our own. Got it. Got it. Thanks. And it, so is, and sorry if this is a basic question, but is that kind of the case for aggregators in general um just because there's no kind of liquidity pools there that uh could get um, hacked i guess um in some cases yes but if you have a smart contracts that's not the case because for example Lee finance was hacked very recently they are a similar product and they have the same smart contract similar smart contract as we, we are going to have uh, in that case, the problem was that they they didn't have a white list of trusted smart contracts to be called the, with their own smart contracts. So users, the hacker just used it to get access to all infinite approved wallets by that contract and drain the money. So in general, there are security risks if you have the smart contract. But in our case, as we don't still have it, we are not uh, subject of those security risks. But if you have it, we will we will be and the audit is the only way. Gotcha. And and one more, maybe just kind of taking the security question from a different angle. If if you are a single chain DEX thinking about kind of integrating with with Thorchain or you know kind of going the multi chain direction, what what concerns uh, might you have if, if you're kind of putting on that hat? If you're thinking about it from that standpoint. So would you elaborate more? I didn't yeah, just yeah, just curious. So, if, if you're if you're thinking like you know you're just a, a single chain DEX today, and you're thinking about kind of opening up to more of a multi chain um, support, what what kind of common kind of concerns do you think there would be just from the community? Um, I don't know if there's security concerns or or kind of anything else, but just curious, you know, what how how you might think about that if if you're Obviously, not coming from Rango's standpoint because you're already doing this. But if you're um, just just a single chain single chain Dex today, thinking about moving in that direction, just curious if you have any thoughts on what hesitations there might be um, from the community. Uh, 
just to make sure just to make sure that I understood well you say if uh, a user likes to use Django or a multi-chain solution what are the concerns sorry I guess I'm not asking this question very well um if if you're if you're actually a dex operator today right like a uniswap um or sushi or something and you wanted to kind of open up to more of a a multi-chain support right where so users can can use use that use that dex to swap you know across chains um do you think there are specific issues that or, or kind of hesitations right um where, where they might yeah do you see where i'm going yeah, yeah, I understood. Yeah, yeah. sorry, understanding. Yeah, well, uh, when you're Uniswap, as an example, there are lots of facilities. You are on-chain, you are inside Ethereum blockchain, for example. There is a single block that um, handles your transaction. Everything is done or rolled back easily. But when you like to go uh, cross-chain, lots of new problems come up. Uh, you need some sort of connections between these blockchains. You need to make it trustless, permissionless, make it decentralized, other stuff, or use a service that has this characteristics, such as Sorchip. But uh, the problem is that from the security point, it, it's very much complex. And it's an obstacle maybe for lots of these services to go that way. Other than that, uh, the, the user experience is very much different in Uniswap right now. You just sign it and everything happens inside the blockchain. But if you go further, there are lots of complexities. If the money stays in between, what happens? There is no track of what's going on outside of the blockchains. There may be like Oracle problems, other stuff. And it's also prone to lots of new types of attacks. That That's a problem that both from the standpoint of Uniswap and the users uh, comes to their mind. First of all, I believe, uh, I hope I have answered the question correctly. Yeah, that, that's to helpful. Add, Thank you. To add on to that a little bit, uh, Eridanis is on the call here. He does a lot with um, getting aggregators up up and running on new networks. And uh, a lot of the work that Nine Realms does is around that as well. So uh, if there are single chain DEXs out there right now that are trying to become multi chain and they want the tools, and they need the expertise in order to really put themselves into the multi-chain world, then, uh, you know, this is the right place to be. And, uh, you know, Aridon is the right right person to talk to because uh, that that's what Nine Realms has been doing is developing the tools to make making the switch from single chain to multi-chain really easy through developing, uh, you know, better wallet flows with Exchange.js and just building out the aggregator on, on ThorChain and making sure ThorChain is in uh, in the right spot to be, the multi-chain uh, DEX aggregator of aggregators. Yeah, exactly. That that these those are the great points. I, I agree with that totally. For sure. Thanks for having me up. Um, looking forward to uh, and, and thanks for hosting this space. This has been interesting. Uh, looking forward to a, a multi-chain future <laughs> where uh, where this um, yeah where where the user experience uh, is is improved because I, I agree today. It's uh, there's still a lot of room for improvement, but. Thanks a lot. Sorry. Thanks for the question. And thank you for the good questions. Hey, SN5. Hey, hi, guys. Um, so I might ask uh, the question that kills maybe there. Um, so I was just wondering, um, you guys were speaking earlier about uh, direct competition. 
but I didn't hear anything about TourSwap and their aggregator coming. So I was wondering, because like both projects are kind of doing similar stuff at different stage. TourSwap has tokens, not the aggregator yet. They have LP. Now we're talking about maybe what would you would Drango think about adding the LP? So what I see there is, I mean, it's pretty much the same goals getting worked on at different stages. Uh, but I was just wondering, is there any like partnership going on between you guys? How do you see, uh, like, I guess that's one competition that we didn't talk about earlier. How do you see your, your uh, uh, say, well, what's your view on that? And um, yeah, well, that was referring as, as uh, to you, you, how you were speaking earlier about uh, the Tor chain community, maybe not uh, using as much uh, uh, Rango. What I would suppose is that they use TorSwap first and then whatever they can't do there, go, then they would go on, on Rango. Um, just hypothesis, but... Yeah, just wondering, like, what's your view on 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 your relation regarding TorSwap, or uh, are there like any partnership or any work being done by both team together, or not at all? Sure, that's a great question. To be honest, uh, yeah, there's no sort of not any sort of partnership between us. We are just two different products on the same ecosystem. But there is a fundamental difference between us, to, uh, which I believe that we are not direct competitors because of that fundamental difference. The first thing is that SourceWap is a Torchain, very Torchain-centric interface. Uh, the Torchain advanced users can use it for like adding liquidities, see the stats and other stuff. Um, but Lorango in general is just mostly focused on functionality. Uh, so uh, what I, I believe is different is that if you are a very expert uh, Torchain ecosystem user, TorSwap is the place for you to go. Or And if you like to do a very complex swap, you should use Rango. That's two different use cases that I see. So the direct competitors that I mentioned are exactly doing the same thing as Rango does, but mostly they are in Ethereum, Ethereum ecosystem. They are aggregating other services. Rango is somehow... Uh, both based on SourceChain and also not, because we also integrate other services. We try to find the best route, it may not be SourceChain in some cases, but mostly it is SourceChain if SourceChain has a route for that. And so in general, I see uh, us as a, like Apple and Orange comparison. We are somehow similar, but not fundamentally, we are two different products. Cool. Thanks. Um, I can't wait, by the way, to see like the Polkadot ecosystem being added <laughs> on any Torchain or Rango. Like, there's just just a pain in the ass right now to get like to use it uh, in next way. But uh, thanks for your answer, guys. Sure, you're welcome. For the Polkadot, as I mentioned, we were likely to add it in this quarter, but uh, we preferred because we have already 40 different blockchains. We preferred to first of all focus and improving the user improving the user experience of these 40 blockchains and then move uh, onto Polkadot ecosystem as well. We will do it in next quarter. Uh, it would be great if SourceChain supports that uh, until then, so we will for sure use SourceChain as some sort of bridge to that ecosystem, but if not, we will still uh, find something else for now and later integrate SourceChain when it's ready for the Polkadot. Cool, Rango, I want to thank you guys so much for coming up.
on here. This is a great time. We should do these things more often. Whenever, whenever you guys want to, uh, you know, do some spaces or whatever, we'd love to, uh, you know, hear more about Rango Exchange and your guys' viewpoints. And you know, really, really welcome you guys as part of the community because this is, you know, you guys are part of the multi-chain uh, community. And you see the, you see the multi-chain vision and where things are going in the future. And you guys are. Uh, going to be a big part of that, I'm sure. Thank you very much. That That's the same for us. We are super happy to be here and see the community. I believe that was the first time, at least for me, to be here. And I'm super glad to uh, also uh, understand your points, answer the questions if I can. And also, I'm always available uh, for any sort of help. Also, we have a group with Nyrealm. In some cases, we try to give some sort of feedbacks for the documentation and other stuff to help the community indirectly maybe have not been uh, very seen on the uh, like stage but in general we've had always tried to improve source chains in an indirect way by providing some sort of feedbacks using the service and integrating all the features that's possible and we are very happy to do that in future as well amazing thanks so much this is great and cool yeah thank you same goes for us man uh anything that nine realms can do or you know Thorchain can do to support um you know we're, we're always here for you too. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for everything. If there is no other questions, I think that's the end of the call. Yeah, well, let's wrap it up. Thanks for coming out, everybody. Uh, well, hopefully we'll do these more often. Sure. If, thank you guys, you. if you guys liked it, leave some feedback. <laughs> or if you didn't like it, leave some feedback. I'd love, love to hear what, what people's thoughts are on these uh, you know, spaces and AMAs and stuff. Absolutely. That was amazing All for right. me, to be honest, at least. And also I'd like to hear other other people's feedback posts on the space posts on the ecosystem and all the other stuff that can help us improve the quality of the whole protocol all right peace guys see you later thank you bye. see you soon bye